Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And welcome to another Geek Town podcast. Today I'm talking to Scottish actress Karina Birrell. Uh, she's starring in a new psychological thriller slash horror um, called Wandering Rose uh, and taking the title role of Rose. Uh, the film also stars Emmerdale's uh, Bhaskar Patel and Cameron Jack, who's been in Waterloo Road and The Dark Knight Rises. As always, if you want to know more uh, entertainment news or any UK air dates, come along to the main website at geektown.co.uk. Here's Karina. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hey, David, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I don't know what was happening there, but for some reason we were not... Um not getting through to each other no no i know skype can be a pain sometimes <laughs> how are you where, where are you today i am i'm in los angeles yay yay <laughs> huh? away away from the horrible horrible weather we're having at the moment <laughs> i know apparently it got really because i left like just after halloween and it was like 26 degrees freakishly and like um and now i'm uh, yeah i'm here and everyone's saying that the weather's got really poo back in the uk <laughs> yeah 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 Although I have friends over there that that uh, that complain that it that, that they'll kind of go, oh, it's really cold over here today. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still very. I'm kind of glad. I'm like, it's getting towards like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Let's cool it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, are you, are you based over there now? I'm um, I'm in the process of setting myself up a base here so that I can be working both in the UK and over here. Ah, yeah, okay. So you're you're only just moved over then. Only just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All very yeah. new and exciting. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great fun. I've been over a few times. It's uh, it's really good fun. It's a, yeah. it's a great place to be. So. It's cool. <laughs> um so, you're on to talk about your film uh, Wandering Rose. Um Yeah. I've I've seen the trailer, but I haven't actually seen the movie. Okay. Um, I know you play Rose, and I'm assuming she wanders a bit. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, so, do you want to give me a bit more about the uh, about the movie? Yeah, sure. So it's um, it's a psychological thriller, horror, really. It sits somewhere between a thriller and a horror, um, 
And it's about a young couple, and they've gone away on a romantic weekend retreat um, to celebrate their anniversary. Um, and Rose is pregnant, expecting their first child. So um, Theo's taken her away for romantic weekend before she gets very, very pregnant. Um, yeah. And they've gone up to the Scottish Highlands. Um, however, Rose is harboring some pretty dark secrets from Theo. Um, and as the weekend progresses, we see how these are increasingly tormenting her and um, and things start to get pretty dark and the trip becomes a bit of a living nightmare, really. <laughs> um, yeah, so based upon the secret, she's not telling him and, and the, clo- the more he tries to be Mr. Nice Guy, the, the harder she finds it and the uh, the worst things become. So that's pretty much what it, yeah, what it's about. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. The a lot of the publicity seems to talk about it being a uh, a horror, uh, and from the trailer, it does look to lean more towards a psychological thriller to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit like when you watch a horror, but it, it's not full of blood and guts, but it's quite frightening because a lot of it is in the mind, and a lot of it is you you start empathising with the torment that the character is going through. So. I think it, it, there's definitely um, thriller elements throughout, and there are definitely elements of horror as well, but I think it's not your conventional horror. So that's why it sort of sits somewhere between the two. Yeah, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Where was it filmed? Was it actually filmed up in Scotland? Yeah, we filmed it up in the Cairngorms. Um, it's just near Aviemore, um, up in Scotland. So, which was fun and had its challenges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. So your uh, yeah, I imagine that wasn't particularly warm. I imagine doing that. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, we filmed in sort of that August September time. So. Um, if you are going to film in Scotland, that's probably the best time to do it. <laughs> the, um, the brief but, period when it gets sun, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we still had some... Be- I mean, we were really lucky with the weather, actually, for filming. We generally had sort of sl- clear, slightly overcast, um, not too um, yeah, not, not too heavy weather of any kind. It was, it was perfect. So we were lucky. And, um, you know, you've got the sort of longest hours of daylight at that yeah. time as well which you don't always have up in scotland especially yeah. up in the highlands yeah 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 um how did you get involved with the film in the first place um so i got sent a breakdown for it about um it must have been about five six months before we shot and um or a little bit less and i i at the time was living in bristol and i i'd just finished doing a project there and um and they were auditioning up in Leeds, so I sort of thought that's quite a long way to go. But I <laughs> was very bit, yeah. excited. Yeah, exactly. I was excited about the project. It looked really cool. And I liked some of the particular requirements that they wanted um from the character from the actress who played Rose, which I felt that I could I could fill. So I was like, okay, I am definitely gonna go for this. So I headed my way up to Leeds and did an audition with them there. Um, and then I did uh, a couple of recalls with them in, in London and read with lots of different actors for the character of Theo, um, which was really interesting. And and, um, and then that was it. And they offered it to myself and, and David, who played Theo. OK, cool. So we were you cast? You were both cast at the same time then? Uh, yeah, we were both cast at the same time. Yeah. Um, yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, when they're doing the casting process, they they're checking the chemistry between the pair of you. I, I would imagine. 
Of course. And it was interesting because I read with lots of different actors, or I think there was about five different male actors um, at the second recall for the, the part of Theo. And, you know, they were all really interesting and all very, they were all so different. And it was, yeah. it was a real insight to the fact that, you know, probably all these actors could work, but it would be a very different film with each one. Yeah. And um, I think David delivered exactly what they were looking for with the character of Theo. And, um, and you know, we worked really well together. And so it was, yeah, it was, it was great. You know, it was a great choice, I thought, for... So yeah. what, what was it that attracted you to the role? Um, the fact that she's a very complicated character. Um, you know, you, you read it a few times to try and work out really what's going on with her. Um, the first time I got sent the script. Um, so I found her very interesting. Um, and there's there's an opportunity to really delve into everything she's been through um, and where these dark secrets that she's not talking to Theo about or coming from and what's going on with her. So she was very enigmatic when you first read the part, and I liked that. Um, and then also the fact that it's, it's a very active role. She, you know, she's got a lot of, um, a lot of uh, action to, to do, and, you know, I like doing all that myself. It was not so much stunts or anything like that, but there was yeah. a lot of uncomfortable, well, to conventionally uncomfortable um, things that the role involved and, and I love that it keeps it exciting and you know the adrenaline flowing and, and I thought it was something to really get stuck into So and, and it was shooting up in Scotland which to me was hugely exciting so I really <laughs> work in Scotland that often Yeah I, I guess are you travelling around quite a lot for, for roles at the moment? Um, I'll move, move around wherever, um, wherever filming is I've generally been based in London for um, like the last the last few years and and now with some possible opportunities in the uh, out in Los Angeles that sort of brought me out here so yeah I hope to be splitting my time between both I definitely don't want to be leaving the UK I want to be be able to work and be working between both yeah yeah no that yeah. that's always good if you can get the best of both worlds yeah exactly <laughs> um so what got you into acting in the first place when did you first start um, I think from, I mean, right from a very, very young age, I wanted to act. I had, um, my, my mum was, a, worked as a professional childminder when I was very little and there was always lots of children around and we used to, you know, we, we obviously all play together a lot, but, you know, quite early on we'd be like, let's put on little shows together and stuff like that. <laughs> and we did that a lot and I absolutely loved it. And then I started to appreciate that you can actually do this as a career and that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like people actually make a make a living some more than others, but you know, people actually work doing this. And I thought, what what a great job because I love exploring I love psychology as well and things and I love exploring different characters and how they became to be the characters they are. And um, and acting for me was the is the one job that I get to really do that get stuck into, um, you know, becoming and being and pretending to be different people. So yeah. Yeah, I loved it from a very very young age and 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 just pursued it from then. Did you uh, did you go for formal training for it? I did. So when I was little, I used to train with um, uh, like a amateur stage school and so it's a company called Stagecoach where you train from when you're very little yeah, yeah. And, um, so that was great alongside school and then when I finished school I went to drama school in London um, at Italia Conti which was great as well so oh, I did yeah. my formal training there and then came out of drama school and have continued to work with like lots of different mainly American coaches actually since drama school um, yeah I've been doing that 
Have you have you been doing accent coaching if you're uh, if you're basically trying to get roles in LA? Um, you, a little a little bit in the past. We did a lot of that in uh, in drama school, but yeah. I think from from Scottish to Americans actually surprisingly close. It's not it's not that it's not that big a leap as it is from like um you know from RP or English to American is is a lot tougher. But with a Scottish accent, we we have a lot of very similar pronunciations. And um, things so it's, it's not very it's quite close actually so it comes quite easily the American. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, good. Have you? Yeah. Um, there's uh, somebody who uh, uh, your uh, your PR guys actually represent a guy called Tom Knight. Have you ever seen his video? He's phenomenal. Who 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 does a, a, a sort of accents around the world? Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I have seen it. It's amazing. He literally, yeah, he travels with his voice, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. <laughs> In, in like 30 seconds or a minute or something it's incredible I, I mean that is absolutely in awe it's amazing what he does <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I I interviewed Tom uh, a few couple of months ago just yeah. a really really interesting guy but uh, but yes no his accents are flawless as well <laughs> absolutely I mean I love accents and also accents are a real way into the character um Obviously, with Rose, she just didn't. She had my own accent, which yeah. was um, a delight to, to be able to Helpful. just work in your own <laughs> accent. That's really fun. But then also, when you often you adopt an accent that's not yours, you instantly start adopting characteristics of another person, and that's a real great way to get into a character. Yeah, it's a good fun part of the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any actors that or inspire who sort of inspired influenced you? Um, I mean, it's it's always changed as as I've changed and been at different stages and things. At the moment, I'm I look at people like um, Britt Marling, who Britt Marling, an American actress who wrote and starred in a film called Another Earth, which um, which I absolutely loved. And she didn't she she trained in economics and finance and stuff, and then she was offered <laughs> a, a job at like. Goldman Sachs or something and she was like do you know what I don't want to do this I want to act but she had yeah. a real good head on her shoulders and she was like I'm going to write a film and she did and, and she's great and she's gone on to do um, she she plays in Babylon um, Danny Boyle's series and yeah. I just love the range of her work I think she's doing really exciting stuff um, and then other people who've always inspired me someone like Tilda Swinton I, I love the path of her career and the different work that she's done yeah and, she's fantastic um, She's just incredible. She's a very, very intellectual um, actress, but also she, she's so, um, yeah, she's, she's very enigmatic in the character she plays. She's great. And then also, um, actually, more and more so recently, I went to see um, a film last week with Reese Witherspoon, um, and, and she, was, she was absolutely incredible. And I think she's really, you know, she's very inspiring to, to look at some of the work that she's, she's now doing. And also um, Rosamund Pike as well. I mean, yeah. her her role in Gone Girl that was just the, that's the ultimate. Like, what an incredible part uh, yeah, that, and character to play. Amazing film as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, those those would be a, a handful of probably some of the inspirations. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've you've done uh, some sort of comedy uh, shows as well as as doing. Uh, drama, you know, like uh, the movie, like uh, yeah. Wandering Routes. Do you have a preference for any particular um, genre, or or do you just kind of whatever comes along? Or um, 
I absolutely adore doing comedy. I love comedy. Um, I haven't been doing as much of it, like, quite so lately. But recently, there's been... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Some opportunities with some comedy that's come up and I find that really exciting. I, I really love comedy. Um, so I'm, I hope to do a lot more of that um going forward just now over the next year and um and then things like the psychological thriller sort of genre that's really exciting i love that yeah that sort of genre as well so i think those would be the two that i'm i'm most drawn towards i like active roles and um um yeah and i love comedy too and 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 yeah i think i think both of them i wouldn't say i prefer one more than the other i think they're just um both very exciting to me Cool. Yeah. Um, you've you've also done uh, theatre, TV, and uh, movies. Uh, do you have a particular preference for any of those? Yeah, um, definitely film. Um, with I, I mean, I love doing theatre. There's something very, um, oh, I don't know, raw and exciting about theatre. You only got one shot to get it right, and you go out on the stage and it's live, and that's all very exciting and things. But as a as a genre and as a medium, film is what I'm most passionate about. I I absolutely love um, love working in film. My my grandfather made films when I was young, and and had a he built a, a cinema in his house in Glasgow, which is the smallest cinema in Scotland. When I was growing up, and he wow. used to screen films that he made. Um, to us in his little 25-seater uh, cinema, which was amazing. And I think from a very young age, that just bred us such a passion for, for cinema. I thought, what an incredible, incredible medium to tell stories and experience different different lives through. So I think cinema's, yeah, without a doubt, where my, my strongest passion lies. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are, having a cinema in your house, that's fantastic. <laughs> I know. Well, he built it. I mean, he, he made film. He, he was very passionate about film and he... Um, Got in the fifties, he had made quite a few films, and he decided to he knocked together two rooms in his house and built this beautiful little, very Heath Robinson cinema, <laughs> um, and he became very well known in in the area. And he used to invite all the surrounding locals, um, you know, thousands thousands that came through the doors to come and watch films that he made and um some of them documentary films some of them little dramas that he made and um and yeah it was, it was so cool and it was really cool as his you know when he was your grandpa to go to his house and watch watch movie in his cinema. <laughs> that's so, awesome I, yeah. I i would love to do that here but i, I my house isn't big enough i don't think <laughs> <laughs> it was surprisingly not that big it was, it was just... <laughs> 
I, unless I wanted to live without a kitchen, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Good prioritise. Yes. Eat or film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what would you say is the best piece of advice somebody's given you, either about acting or, or generally? Um, oh, it's probably, you know, it's a piece of advice. There's probably two things. And um, one of them, actors hear a lot, but you know, we don't actually, uh, don't, don't take heed of it as much as we should often. If you're not doing something, if you're not casting something at a time, make your own work. And a lot of actors hear that all the time, you know, keep your creativity up, go make your own stuff and and yet don't do it. And there's so much to be said for collaborating with other, uh, with writers, directors and stuff, and just saying, right, let's just make something. Let's make something that we're all interested in making. And it it, it's, it just... It draws other work in and it keeps you um, creatively engaged and stuff. And I think that's one of the best pieces of advice I was given just when I finished drama school was just get make your own stuff if you're not working at the time. Yeah. Um, and then also when you're acting, not to work too hard. Like when, as soon as we start working too hard as an actor it's like you're watching yourself and it's like you're sat in the audience watching your own performance and it instantly starts um, um, impeding the performance whereas if you just remember that we're just playing and you're just kind of um, uh, yeah, giving yourself to that character at the time and just doing less work than you think you need to and the, the, that you know, it makes it more fun and it makes it more enjoyable for your viewers to watch so i think those are probably yeah. the two best piece of advice enjoy it more and yeah just you know keep keep making stuff yeah i mean yeah. it's interesting the these days because you it, it's actually not that difficult to sort of put something together yeah. which you can throw up on on a on youtube and uh, you know or or your own website and and you know the camera equipment you can get yeah, is yeah. is good enough to be able to put things together fairly easily you know it's not that expensive anymore so Absolutely. yeah and there's no shortage of writers and directors who are also wanting to collaborate and be creative and stuff. So you all, you know, you work together and go, okay, well, why don't we work together and, and do something? And, and there's a lot of people out there like that. And there's a lot of ways of getting involved with people who want to do that. So I think when you first come out of drama school, that's that's one of the best things to do. Just just make as much stuff. Just do loads of stuff. Make loads of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and it helps build up your showreel, I guess, and and you know. Yeah. And how, and you never know. You've you made made a small feature. You might get noticed. So <laughs> exactly. And I've worked with lots of directors again and again, and some some of which I came together in that very way. And then they've gone on to do some really cool things, and we've worked together again. So you also build yourself up a a network of people in the industry. Yeah. Uh, way. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's go on to um. These are slightly sillier questions. <laughs> okay. Uh. If you could meet anybody in the world, dead or alive, uh, who would it be and what would you say to them? Oh, God. Um, there's a lot of dead people it would be good to meet. Um, um, do you know what I mean? Going back to something I just said, I'd pro- I would probably love... My, my, my grandfather's not around anymore. I would love to meet him now and, and yeah. be properly grateful for everything that he did and when his work when he was when I was little because I was only 11 when he died and I didn't really appreciate and understand things and I think like you know I didn't understand what he'd created and what he'd um how much he'd inspired me so I would love to meet 
my own grandfather now who has been yeah dead for a good sort of uh, 15 years or so and meet him and, and have a proper conversation and about his work and be grateful for what yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I entirely get that. I'm a bit like that with my grandmother. You know, it's one of those things where you, you go back and think it would have been great to hear all those stories of, yeah. of kind of, you know, the, the things that they did. Yeah, because yeah, you appreciate it so much more when you're kind of older. You know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, he'd definitely be my, my person I'd, I'd revive to speak cool. to. OK. <laughs> um, if I came to your home and looked inside your refrigerator, what would I find? Oh gosh, um, you probably find a lot. I I like lots of weird things that people are like, "What the hell are you drinking?" Um, <laughs> so you'll always find um, a bottle of chlorophyll, which um, um, I like to add to my water because it's um, it's a great little instant dose of all your greens um, in a glass, um, and it tastes really nice too. So and it makes your water really green, which is why people go, "What are you drinking?" <laughs> Um, so you definitely find chlorophyll. You'd find coconut, uh, lots of coconut products, um, uh, coconut water, coconut butter, um, coconut milk. I love coconuts, and um, and then you'd always definitely find usually a little variety of different types of dark chocolate. So a very very high percentage cocoa dark chocolate um, and yogurt and fruit. A lot of fruit. Is That's what you find. I think given that sort of drink, you'll probably fit into LA quite well. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of, um, lots of coconut here, which is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's some great food. There's, uh, there's some amazing kind of junk food there as well. But, but there yeah, is some... I'm noticing that. But, you know, there's also some really cool burger places that do, like, amazing, good, like, proper, nice, like, veggie burgers and stuff. We don't get much of that in the UK, so... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, if you're in LA, you do have to go to In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> yes, I see. Yeah, definitely. I've been told that too. Yes. <laughs> Although it's not really so In-N-Out. The queues are massive. <laughs> yeah, I, that kind of kind of goes. I, it's it's amazing. My my uh, when I was there staying with my friend, you drive past the In-N-Out Burger, and the queue, no matter what time of day you drive yeah. past, two a.m. in the morning, the queue's out under the road. There's nothing <laughs> in and out about it. Yeah, it's it's insane, but they yeah. are amazing. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, right. Silly, uh, two definitely silly questions. If okay. I gave if I gave you an elephant, where would you hide it? Oh, um, in the room. <laughs> <laughs> what, like under a lamp, or <laughs> um, probably in? Um, um, yeah, probably just um, in a cupboard in the wardrobe. Because okay. that would be pretty scary, yeah. In the <laughs> uh, would you rather be attacked by 12 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? 12 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Um, definitely 12 duck-sized horses. Yeah, I, I, I see that. That seems far less scary to me. Yeah, you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd, love to be ta- I'd love to see duck-sized horses. <laughs> Okay, and and uh, what one mystery in the world would you like to know the answer to? Oh gosh, um, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to witness it, does it really make a noise? Uh, okay, that's a classic. <laughs> that that would definitely be one, and um, if a tortoise 
has lost its shell, is it naked or homeless? <laughs> yeah, I like that one as well. That's good. <laughs> There's a huge many amount of mysteries and some of them we'll never know. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like I like that they're mysteries. <coughs> yeah, no, I like those. They're, they're good. <laughs> um, so, final couple of questions. Uh, uh-huh. what, are, what are you doing next? Um, so I'm in LA just now up until just before Christmas and I'm having a couple of meetings here about some work um, for next year and uh, that is the plan so getting myself all set up so that I can be working here for mid-January um, so that's those projects which will be over in Los Angeles and then also hopefully doing some more work with the team that I did Wandering Rose with and um, there's a couple of projects in development from the director and from um, one of the other production members and hopefully we'll all get to work together again because I probably honestly say I've never like they're the best fun group of people to work with and they're they were awesome so hopefully we'll all get to work together again as well in, in the next year cool um and one final question because uh, we ask everybody this because we cover a lot of tv on the site so um is there are there tv shows on either on at the moment or or ones that have gone off air which you're a fan of uh or that you'd uh, love to have the opportunity to be yeah absolutely um TV is like, and just in the last few years, it has become so much more exciting, um, I've found. And, you know, in the whole loving film thing, I think that a lot of film actors are moving into TV because there's so much great stuff. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the obvious, like, Homeland, something like that is incredible Claire Danes is amazing in that. she's amazing I've loved her ever since my so-called life and I cried when they cancelled that show and I was at <laughs> school and I was so into it and um, I think she's absolutely incredible so um, something like that amazing um, I would love to love to love to um, do you know a great comedy um, series as well Um like I mean, there's a there's there's yeah there's so many great ones coming out of the states and coming out of the UK. It'd be hard to say. I love things like Pram Face, and I loved um, okay. it's used like Fresh Meat as well. Yeah, um, and then um, some of the American comedies too. I'd love to be doing great comedy series. Um, and then also some there's a show at the moment Outlander, which is coming out soon, and that's um, a co-production between the states and films a lot up in Scotland um, about some Scottish characters. That would be amazing to be. Yeah, in. now I, I, Outlander, I believe, is I think is airing over in the US, isn't it, or is it not started yeah. yet? I think it's airing here, but I'm not. I don't think it's not come to the UK yet. No, no, um, it's not. It's one of those shows that mysteriously doesn't seem to have pe- been picked up yet. It's uh, much to the annoyance of quite a lot of people, uh, uh, British people. Definitely. So, you know, there's a lot of people kind of come onto the website that uh, that say that um, oh, why hasn't these pe- this been picked up yet? Yeah, it's uh, so true. And then also one that I always watched and thought I'd love to be involved in is um, Heroes. I'd love to do like Hayden Panutera's part in Heroes. <laughs> Such a well, cool they are supposed to be bringing that back, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. So, so you might get a chance there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that was such a cool series. Yeah. 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 No, I've there's and superhero things are, are big right now. So yeah, massive. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a superhero. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. All right. Um, we've been on for half an hour, so I I shall uh, let you get back to your. Uh, it's probably mid morning over there, I imagine. So. 
It is. It's like five to twelve. Okay. I, I well, I shall I shall let you get back to your day. Uh, get to bed. Lovel- yeah. <laughs> been lovely to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Been really nice to chat to you as well, David. Thank it's you. It's been great. Uh, and uh, good luck with the film. And uh, I hope it all goes great. And have a great time in LA. Amazing. Thanks so much, David. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yes, bye. Okay, bye, bye.